Hi, this is Emily. I'll be reading The Giver. Chapter 1. It was almost December and Jonas was beginning to be frightened. No. One word. Jonas thought frightened meant that deep, sickening feeling of something terrible about to happen. Frightened was the way he had felt a year ago when an unidentified aircraft had overflown the community twice. He had seen it both times. Squinting toward the sky, he had seen the sleek jet almost a floor at its high speed go past and a second la later, heard the blast of sound that followed then. One more time, a moment later, from the opposite direction, the same plane. At first, he had been only fascinated. He had never seen it. He had never seen aircraft so close, for it was against the rules for pilots to fly over the community. Occasionally, when supplies were delivered by cargo planes to the, to the landing field, across the river, the children rode their bicycles to the river bank and watched, intrigued. Intrigued the unloading and then and then the take off the takeoff directed to the west always away from the community but the aircraft a year ago had been different it was not a square fat bellied cargo plane but a neater nose single pilot jet Jonas looked looking around anxiously as seen others adults as well as children stop what they were doing and way confused for for an explanation of the frightening event. Then all other citizens have been ordered to go into the nearest building and stay there. Immediately, the rasping voice through the speakers has said, Leave your bicycles where they are. Instantly, obediently, Jonas had dropped his bike on his side on the path behind his family's drilling. He had run indoors and stayed there alone. His parents were were both at work, and his little sister Lily was at the childcare center where she spent her after-school hours. Looking through the front window, he had seen no people, none of the busy afternoon crew of a street cleaners, landscape workers, and food delivery people who usually populated the community. At that time of day, he saw only the the abandoned the abandoned bikes here. Here went there, on their sides, an upturned wheel on one was still revolving slowly. Slowly. He had been frightened then. The sense of his own community, silent waiting, had made his stomach churn. He had trembled. But it had been nothing within minutes. The speakers, speakers had crackled again, and, and the voice we are showing now, unless urgent, had explained that a pilot in training had misread his navigational instructions and made a wrong turn. Desperately, the pilot had been trying to make his way back before his error was noticed. Needless to say, he will be released. The voice has said, followed by silence. There was an there was an ironic tone to that final message as as at the speaker. Found it amusing and Jonas has, has smiled a little and Jonas has smiled a little, though he knew what a grand statement it had been for a contributing citizen to be released from the community was a final decision, a terrible punishment, an overwhelming statement of failure. Even the children were scolded if they used the tongue lightly at play jeering at a teammate and a teammate who missed. A catch or stumbled in a way Jonas had done it once had done it once. Had shouted at his best friend, that's it, Asher. You're released. When Asher's clumsy error had lost some ads for his team, he had been taken aside for a brief and serious talk by the coach and hung his head with guilt and embarrassment and apologized to Asher after the game. Now thinking about the feeling of fear 
as he pattered home along the river path, he remembered. He remembered that moment of how it was stomach sinking in terror when the when the aircraft had streaked above. It was not. It was not what what he was feeling now with the simple approach, and he searched for the right word to describe his own feeling. Jonas was careful about language, not like his friend Asher, who talked too fast and mixed things up, scrambling words and phrases until until they they were barely recognizable and often very funny. Jonas grinned, remembering the morning that Asher had dashed into the classroom late as usual, arriving breathlessly. In the middle of the chanting of the morning anthem, when the class took their seats at, at the conclusion of the patriotic time, Asher remained standing to make his public apology, as was required. I apologize for inconveniencing my lonely community. Asher ran through the standard apology phase rapidly, still catching his breath. The instructor and, cl and class and class waited patiently for his explanation. The students had all been grinning because they had listened to Asher's explanations so many times before. I left home at the correct time, but when I was riding alone near the hatchery, the crew was separating some salmon, I guess. I guess. I just got distraught watching them. I apologized to my classmates, Asher concluded. He soothed his rumper tunic and sat down. We accept your apology, Asher. The class recited the standard the stand the standard response in unison. Many other students were biting their lips to keep from laughing out. I accept your apology, Asher, the instructor said. He was smiling and I and I thank you. Because because once again you have provided an opportunity for a listening language. Distraught is too strong an adjective to describe salmon viewing. He turned he turned and wrote distraught. On the instructional board beside it, he was distracted. Jonas, knowing his home now, smiled at the recollection, thinking still as he wheeled his bike into its narrow port beside the door. He realized that frightened was the wrong word to describe his feelings. Not that December was almost there, it was too strong an adjective. He had waited a long time for, for the special December. Not that it was almost upon him, he wasn't frightened, but he was eager. He decided he was eager for it. To come, and he was excited, certainly. All of the the elevens were excited about the event, about the event that would be coming so soon. But there was a little sort of nervousness when he thought about it, about what might happen to Prince Hasif. Jonas thought, "That's what I am." Who wants to be the first, the first tonight for feelings? Jonas' father asked at the conclusion. At their evening meal, it was one of the rituals, the evening telling of feelings. Sometimes Jonas and his sister Lily argued over turns over who would, over who would, over who would, would get to go first. The parents, of course, were part of the ritual. They, they too told their feelings each evening, but like all parents, all adults, they didn't fight and wheedle for their turn, nor did, nor did Jonas tonight. His feelings were too complicated this evening. He wanted to share them, but he wasn't eager to begin the process of shifting through his own complicated emotion and complicated emotions, even with the help that he knew his parents could give. You go, Lily, he said, seeing his sister, who was much younger, only a seven wiggling, 
within patience in her chair. I fell. I felt very angry this afternoon, Lily announced. My childhood group was at the play area and we had a visiting group of sevens. And they didn't obey the rules at all. One of them, a male I don't know his name, kept going right to the front of the line for the slide. Even though the rest of us were all waiting, I felt so angry at him, I made my hand into a fist like this. She held up a cleansed fish, and the rest of the family smiled at a small defiant gesture. Why do you think, why do you think the visitors didn't obey the rules, Mother asked. Lily considered and shook her head. I don't know. They acted like, like animals, don't it, suggested. He laughed. That's why Lily said laughing too, like animals. Neither child knew what the word meant, what the word meant exactly, but it was often used to describe to describe someone uneducated or clumsy, someone who didn't fit in. Where were the visitors from, Father? As Lily found, trying to remember, our leader told told us when he made the welcome speech. But I can't remember. I guess I wasn't paying attention. It was from another community. They had to leave very early, and they and they had the midday meal on the bus. On the bus. Mother nodded. Do you think it's possible that the rules may be different? And so they simply didn't, didn't know what, what to play area rules were. Lily shrugged and nodded, I suppose. You have visited other communities, haven't you, Jonas asked. My group has often. Lily nodded again. When we were sixes, we went and shared a whole, a whole school day with a group of sixes and their community. How did you feel when you were there, Lily found? I felt strange because the methods were different. They were learning usage that my group hadn't learned yet, so we felt stupid. Father was listening with interest. I'm thinking, Lily, he said. About the boy who didn't obey the rules today. Do you think it's possible that, that he felt strange and stupid? And stupid being in a new place with rules that he didn't know about Lily pondered that. Yes, she said finally. I feel a little sorry for him, Jonas said, even though I don't even know him. I feel sorry for any for anyone who was in a place where we feel strange and stupid. How do you feel now, Lily? Father asked. Still angry? I guess not, Lily decided. I guess I feel. And that is sorry for him. And sorry, I made a fish. She went on his smile back. At his sister, Lily's feelings were, were always straightforward. Fairly simple. Fairly sim very simple. Usually easy to resolve. He guessed that his own happened too when he was a seven. He listened politely, though not very attentively. While his father took his turn describing a feeling of worry that he had that day at work, a concern about one of the new children who wasn't doing well. Jonah's father's title was neutral. He and the other neutrals were responsible for all their physical and emotional needs of every new child during its earliest life. It was, it was a very important job, Jonas knew, but it wasn't one that interests him much. What gender is it, Lily asked. Male. Father said, he's a sweet little male with a lovely disposition, but he isn't going, but he isn't going as fast as he should, and he doesn't sleep soundly. We have him in the extra care section for supplementary nurturing, but the committee's beginning to talk about releasing him. Oh no, Mother murmured sympathetically. I know how sad that, that must 
make you feel Jonas and Lily both nodded sympathetically as well. Willie's new children was always sad because they had, hadn't had a chance to, to enjoy life within the community yet, and they, had, and they hadn't done anything wrong. Anything wrong. There were only two occasions of release, which were not, which were not punishment, release of the elderly, which was a time of celebration for a life well and fully lived, and release of a new child, which always brought a sense, which always brought a sense of what could, could we have done. This was especially troubling for the new chores like father who felt they had failed somehow, but it happened very rarely. Well, Father said, I'm going to keep trying, keep trying. I may ask the committee for permission to bring him here at night, if you don't mind. You know what the night crew new chores are like. I think, I think this, I think this other guy needs something extra. Of course, Mother said, and Jonas and Lily nodded. They had heard Father complain, uh, complain about the night crew before. It was a leisure job, night crew new chewing assigned to those who lack the interest or skills or insight for or insight for the for the more vital jobs of the daytime hours. Most of the people in the night crew had not had not even been given spouses because they lacked somehow the essential capacity to connect to others, which was required for the creation of a family unit. Maybe we could even keep him, Lily suggested sweetly, trying to look innocent. The look was fake. Jonas, Jonas knew they all knew. Lily, mother, reminded her, smiling. You know the rules. Two children, one male, one female, to each family unit. It was written very clearly in the rules. In the rules. Lily giggled. Well, she said, I, I thought maybe just this once. Next mother, who had a prominent position, the Department of Justice talked about her Talked about her, her feelings today. A a today a a repeat offender had been brought before her. Someone who had broken the rules before. Some someone who she hoped had been accurately and fairly punished, and who had been restored to his place, to his job, his home, his family unit. To see him brought before her a second time caused her overwhelming feelings of frustration and anger, and even guilt. That she hadn't made a difference in his life. I feel frightened too for him, she confessed. You know that there that there's no third chance or we'll say that if there's a third transgression he simply has to be released. Jonas shivered, he knew it happened. There was even a boy in his group of eleven whose father had been released years before. No one ever mentioned it. The disgrace was unspeakable, it was hard. To imagine. To imagine. Lily stood up and went to her mother. She stroked her mother's arm from his place. At the table, father reached over and took her hand. Jonas reached for the other. One by one, they comforted her. Soon, she smiled. Soon, she smiled, thanked them, and murmured that she felt soothed. The ritual continued. Jonas, father asked, You are last tonight, Jonas sighed. This evening, this evening, he, he, he almost, he almost would, would have preferred to keep his feelings hidden, but it was, of course, against the words I'm feeling apprehensive. He confessed, glad that the, glad that the, glad that, glad that, 
But the, the appropriate descriptive word I finally came to him. Why is that, son? His father looked concerned. I know that I know there's really nothing to worry about, Jonas explained, and that every and that every adult has been through it. I know you have father and you too, mother. But it's the ceremony that I am that I am. And Brucey has said about it's almost December Lily stood Lily looked up her eyes wide. The ceremony of uh, twelve. She whispered in an odd voice. Even the smaller children, Lily's age and younger, knew that it lay in the future for each of them. I'm glad you told us of your feelings, Father said. Lily, Mother said, beckoning to the little girl. Go on now and get into your nightclothes. Father and I are going to stay here and talk to Jonas for a while. Lily sighed. But obediently, she got down from her chair. Privately, she asked. Mother nodded. Yes, she said. This talk will be a private one with Jonas. Okay, that, okay, that's the end of chapter one. Bye-bye.